Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, September 30th. I'm Julia Cooper, and this is The Point from WUFT News. All week, WUFT News reporters have been working hard to bring you updates on Hurricane Ian. The powerful storm made landfall late Wednesday afternoon, devastating parts of southwest Florida. WUFT reporter Matt Bell spoke with Director of Economic Impact Analysis Program at U.S. Food and Resource Economics Department, Krista Court, on potential impacts of Ian on Florida's agriculture industry. Yeah, so we're going into um, citrus harvest season. The The harvest hasn't really begun yet. Um, it's typically taking place beginning in October. Um, so there's a, a lot of trees with a lot of fruit on them that are in the path of this storm, uh, and we're waiting to hear how they fared. Uh, there's also some um, tropical fruits that are in harvest. Uh, a lot of that is in southern Florida, uh, potentially far enough east to have not been significantly impacted. But again, it's going to come down to also looking at, you know, out, outside of that wind speed zone uh, and what happens with flooding and precipitation. And uh, with the storms coming, which I know you mentioned uh, you cover agriculture and the uh, maritime industries, uh, which tend to be the most hurt by storms such as Ian? Um, you know, again, it depends sort of what's in the path and how well people were able to prepare, um, whether things like boats, whether they were able to secure them or get them out of the water. Um, the, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration handles all of the um, assessments related to marine industries um, for tropical cyclones. So we'll be working collaboratively with them if they need any help to try to assess the impacts for those industries. Um, things like commercial fishing. Uh, we do, uh, aquaculture is considered agriculture um, here in the state of Florida. So we do include aquaculture in our rapid assessment process. But again, it'll be too early to tell um, if any of those assets have been damaged or suffered production losses just yet. And what kind of plants are in the aquaculture you just mentioned? Um, so in, in Florida, we have quite a bit of shellfish aquaculture. Uh, a lot of that is um, further north than where the eye came on land, but there certainly is some of it down in that uh, southwest Florida region. Um, oysters and clams, mostly. And we also have a lot of tropical or ornamental fish um, that are uh, produced in inland aquaculture facilities. Again, I'm not sure though how they have fared in this particular storm, though, so we'll wait in here. Uh, in regards to Irma and Michael, how were those industries affected when those storms hit? Yeah, so um, we did assessments for both of those back in um, 2017. It's, it was September 10th when Hurricane Irma came uh, on shore, that was uh, the agriculture sector suffered over a billion dollars of losses from that event. Just again, because of the size and intensity of that storm, it impacted nearly the entire state. That was uh, a lot of the impacts there came from um, citrus, a lot of fruit drop, um, some lost trees, and then also uh, horticultural crops. So nurseries and greenhouses, floriculture operations, are sort of year round. Uh, so they were significantly impacted by uh, Hurricane Irma. And then Hurricane Michael hit 
It was October of 2018. It came on shore in the Panhandle as a Category 5 storm. It's a very different set of uh, agricultural activities that happen up there. Um, so it was mostly uh, timber losses, and then you saw a lot of production loss for things like field and row crops, peanuts, cotton, uh, the, the types of things that are in the ground in that northern Florida region. And uh, just wrapping things up a little bit, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I've said a lot of it's too early to tell, so we'll be waiting on data to come in from the field. Uh, we we have uh, cooperative extension faculty and agents that are all across the state, but they are themselves dealing with um, the event. So it'll take us a couple days to start to hear back from them and hear back from producers on what's really happening on the ground. So we, we should have an update um, as that data starts to roll in, but it will really depend on you know how quickly people can get back to um, even seeing the events themselves. A lot of them have evacuated or a lot of them are sheltering in place until it's safe to do so. That was WUFT's Matt Bell speaking with a food and resource expert on Hurricane Ian's impact on agriculture. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. If you found yourself spared from the path of Hurricane Ian and are looking for ways to help those in more vulnerable parts of the state, there are several options. According to WUFT's Jess Seldner, state officials are urging people to consider making monetary donations. The Florida Disaster Fund, the state's official private fund, will be helping communities most affected deal with the aftermath. Other options include donating to or volunteering with the Red Cross, or choosing to send excess supplies like food and water to organizations like Feeding Florida, which are coordinating with food banks statewide to redistribute supplies where they're needed. Feeding Florida is working with Gainesville Food Bank Bread of the Mighty to accept donations. Officials reported on Thursday that at least 17 people have died from Hurricane Ian. According to the Tampa Bay Times, the death toll is expected to grow as residents and officials assess the extent of the damage. On Thursday, Governor Ron DeSantis shed light on the destruction discovered under Ian's path so far and what is yet to come for certain parts of the state. According to WUFT Sarah Sowers and Ailey Shanes, DeSantis reported over 2 million people in southwest Florida are without power. He called Charlotte and Lee County practically, quote, off the grid. Certain areas incurred several structural damages, like the bridge to Sanibel Island and Pine Island, which are now unpassable. And as Ian moves further north, DeSantis said parts of central and northeast Florida are set to receive unprecedented flooding. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Stay safe, everyone.